Full Service Radio is supported by Compass, the future of real estate in the metro D.C. area and beyond. Discover more at compass.com. Tune in to Full Service Radio. Full Service Radio. Full Service. Full Service. Full Service. Full Service Radio. All right, so this is guest number three, we got Makisha Noel. Hello. Thank you for joining us. I appreciate, appreciate it. Thank you. You're doing amazing things. So tell people, tell people about who you are and your work. Hey guys, uh, so my name is Makisha Noel. Like he said, I am a brand coach and brand strategist. So mm-hmm. I help people to understand their personal brand, how to connect with their audience, and create content that really resonates with them, and not just to be a content factory. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's so cool. Um, I also love bringing people together. Mm-hmm. I do something called the Living Room Project, um, where I bring people together in living rooms to have constructive conversations and dialogue about social issues. Um, so really helping people to like break down you know, their thought process and being able to articulate um, their views on what's going on. So I did it in response to the presidential elections that was happening in 2015. Mm-hmm. And, and I started in Orlando. So Orlando is a very different city from DC. Okay. And so- Is that um, where you're originally from? Orlando? I'm originally from Miami, okay. born and raised. Okay. Um, but I went to University of Central Florida for three years. Okay. Um, and so in those spaces, I couldn't really find people that wonder, that were like really connecting like intellectually, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Um, and so I was like, I have all these smart freaking friends. Let me just put them together under one roof and we gonna have these conversations. Um, and so I facilitate those conversations and I also trained a couple of people to be moderators. Um, but since then it has slowed down a mm-hmm. bit um, and I wanted to relaunch it in DC. Um, and so that's kind of in the works. Okay, all right. And yeah. so before I ask you about uh, brand strategy and consulting, what brought you to DC? I just wanted to live here. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. No, I like to ask. I like to ask what, what brings people to D.C. Yeah. You know what I, mean? I mean, granted, you know, D.C. has changed drastically o- over the years, over the past mm-hmm. 10 years, like even the past six months. You yeah. know what I mean? So the reasons why people come aren't just school and, and, and necessarily a job anymore. You mm-hmm. know, I'm meeting more people who move here because they heard shit was popping <laughs> and they came for a visit one week and it's like yo this is dope. i need to be here you know what i mean so okay yeah. all right cool 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 so all right something i want to ask about brand strategy and consulting mm-hmm. is um how does a person get business because there's so many brand strategists and consultants mm-hmm. out here i just always went like how are these people eating how are these people getting clients yes. you know you know how are they getting people to pay them and yeah because <laughs> there's lots of competition you mm-hmm. know what i mean especially in this day and age where more and more people are going the route of independent freelance and entrepreneur mm-hmm. all of that you know they're they're bucking the trend of a nine to five so again you know just how do you how do you how do you make it work for you yeah so i do think there's a lot of hungry brand strategists out there y'all i feel it i feel you um so one of the most important things is understanding your audience Mm -hmm. and that goes across the board for every single thing as soon as you understand what people's challenges are and where they see themselves a year two years five years from now and you're very problem solving problem solving oriented and Mm -hmm. your results oriented you can figure out okay i know how to get them there like if you already think really strategically and you understand what a problem is then you can speak to you can you can speak to that person, um, and you can develop one obviously your own your own voice, but the voice 
or your voice should be a voice that they listen to. Yeah. So you should understand how they talk, how they listen, what buying decisions they make. Um, and that's how you know how to get them to pay attention to you. Okay. Um, so as soon as you understand the challenges, then you're good. And also like just using your own personality, you know, so, like there could be, I'm literally like talking to people um, on Instagram. I, I love to have conversations with people and they're like, yeah, one person just said they um, booked a coaching a coaching session with another brand strategist mm -hmm. um and i'm like okay cool i love her <laughs> like she's super dope like yes girl learn from her yeah, yeah. um but i do know that there are differences between us that i just have a different personality and i have a different way of viewing things and when people connect with that um they connect with you yes so it's okay. personality so you got to be an interesting person can't be yeah can't be a dullard <laughs> yeah you can't be dry like you <laughs> to use an archaic word <laughs> and you also really have to care like people people want to know that you care about them it's not just it's not just the whole classroom thing i'm gonna teach you this and you mm. follow these steps and you should grow in this manner no it's like it's just like a teacher like really caring about the student and caring about their growth and that's how i am with all of my clients like they know i care about them hit me up yes hit, hit me up. up hit her up because so. yeah, I know y'all need some help. I might hit you up. Yeah. What? I'm, I might. I might. I don't know. Uh, I gotta consult with, with my team here, with my guys. <laughs> but you know, you know. But now nah, hit her up. Hit her up. Okay. Yes, All right. Yes. So you ready for random aside? <laughs> okay. Okay. Yes. All right. Boom. What's the flyest thing you've ever done? Man. <laughs> the flyest thing I believe I ever done. Um, I helped physically, and it was just one day though. Um, I helped build a school in Guatemala. And so, like, we literally, like, got into the concrete and everything. It was, like, a little factory. And we're, like, holding concrete bu buckets and passing to each other. And they were, like, we're helping build a school. And now the, the school is done. Well, I mean, oh, one day or one hour, that's still pretty flat. You know? Yeah, it was cool. I still have pictures. Word, okay. Uh, name the first person you kissed. Oh, Lord. Um, damn, 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 damn. How old am I right now? Okay. I don't remember. <laughs> wow. I don't remember. I remember my first crush. Okay. Who was that? <laughs> Y'all still cool? I don't really know him anymore. His name is Shane Carpenter. Oh, my okay. God. <laughs> okay. I was about to say, if y'all still cool, you don't want to put that out there. I understand. I <laughs> no. understand. I mean, but this is on Instagram. I don't have him on Instagram. Okay. I don't think. All right. Well, hopefully this goes viral. One, one of these days, I'm gonna go viral. And I'm ready to go viral. I, I just, I'm pretty sure that's something. Um, that's something you gotta go over with your clients too. Like when you go viral, do you know how to handle it? <laughs> Are you ready? Be ready. Um, describe life with Kanye West as president. Lord, um, I like he would obviously completely change the White House. Mm -hmm. Um, he'll f it up. I really don't like the curse, honestly. That's fine. You have to curse. Um, but I think he'll f it up. Um, and I don't know that I don't, I don't think he'll ever become president. Mm -hmm. Um, but if he does, I really don't, I, I can't articulate <laughs> how this world would change or how things would change. Um, I do think he'll probably be in the media more than Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. Okay. We'll see. It might just happen. <laughs> yeah, what did he say? Like 2040, 2020? 20, yeah, 2020. <sighs> 2020. Uh, name one thing you change about yourself. Um, that I have control over? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, no, 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 no. Actually, no. This is this completely subjective. Anything you want, what, whatever that one thing is. 
I change about myself? Like, um, I'll help you out. I wish that, and people might, people always get on me about this, but I would say that, you know, I wish that I looked my age. Because people think I'm you? much younger than what I actually am. How old are you? I will be 36 next month. Um, <laughs> you don't have to look your age, though. No, I think I'd rather look my age. <laughs> people, people, people treat you different when they think that you are um, younger than what you are. And not realize okay, you true. have years of experience and you're far from naive. True. People come at you differently. Yeah. Um, and that's really annoying, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, okay. So, yeah. So, what's the one thing for you? Um, you got to say something now. Okay. Uh <laughs> Something really simple. I was just talking about this the other day. I wish my hair was thicker. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think I just need to use, like, okay, so I'm Haitian also. Oh, we didn't talk about that. I'm I was, I was going to ask you. I was like, I was like, I hear a little bit of an accent that I'm like, you, you West Indian? Yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes I'm funny with, like, I try, I try, like, different accents. Like, I'm British, but no. But other people say I do have an accent. No, I heard um, it. I heard it. <laughs> I heard it. I am Haitian. Okay. 509 in the building. All right. Um, West Indian Massive, 868 yeah. right here. You okay. know, I'm, I'm part Trini. I remember you said that. Yes, yes. I'll actually be there next month. I'll be there next month tending nice. to some family some family business. Yes. Um, yeah, so Haitians use something called l'huile masquiti, mm-hmm. where, like, that's, like, the remedy for everything in this world. Yeah. So maybe I just need, like, put some of that oil in my hair so my root, my hair can grow thicker. Because um, I plan on having locks for a long time, and I just don't want it to be weak. Okay. Over time. It's important. Uh, is it possible to make the process look sexy? I think people are already trying to make it look sexy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, on Instagram, like, everyone's Instagram looks so fly. Um, like, they're actually really doing it. Um, and they make it look that way. But in that in that sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. In that sense. Um, but... I don't know. One thing I definitely want to start practicing and I want to encourage people to do is to celebrate the process and not just the reward. Okay. And so people are always like, oh, yes, you're traveling out of the country, you're doing this and that, making major moves. But, like, sometimes, like, people don't see the days that I'm hungry or, like, the days – put my business out there. You know, but th- but that's the reality no, when it comes to being an entrepreneur. That, like, that's, sometimes, that's real. you know, you need the, that those clients to flow in or you just need different things to kick in and they're not – um, and so you have to keep yourself motivated. Mm-hmm. You have to keep yourself a part of community. Um, and so those are the things that it's hard to see. But obviously social media is meant to be, I feel like, or we've started to treat it as if it is a highlight reel. Yes. And that's just the way that humans are. Like we want to show the good things. Yes. Um, and we, we also want to show the really bad things sometimes. But it's better to just show the good things because people think, people care about how they're perceived. Yes. You know, so that's what, that's going to dictate what they post up. Okay. All right. Um, you just had a shitty day. What's your comfort food or vice of choice? I don't eat when I have bad days. I just okay. probably just go to sleep or I just cry. Or <laughs> hey, that emotional release, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> no, wrong I with that. no, I literally just cry. Especially like, oh, let me tell you something. For, all the, for everyone that wants to be an entrepreneur out there, like, li- listen, it's not cute. Like, sometimes I find myself just crying out of nowhere yeah like i'm literally just sitting there and then tears just flow and it's like what's wrong is life i can't even pinpoint one thing is it's life it's, it's hard out here for a pimp yeah but it's okay though like it's the good it's the good pressure yeah. you know it really is pressure makes diamonds yes like it really is yeah good. so when the reward comes you can are actually well prepared to to, to embrace it and not fuck yeah it all right what invention or innovation will officially mark the end of the world damn Mm. 
I was gonna say, but then again, I think people might think it's a good thing. Like the whole, actually, I don't know. I was thinking like maybe just one currency mm-hmm. or just like one way of doing things. Is I mean, weird. they're go- they're going to they're moving towards a global current, a one global currency as is. So you know, we'll get there soon enough. Yeah. Um, so I, I I mean I think technology is going in a very good direction because I really love observing trends and mm-hmm. like things that are about to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I mean, I, I think that is coming soon, but I think technology might get to a point where it's like we want things to be like too fast or we want to save a whole bunch of time and like we just become really impatient and just like so consumed with ourselves or consuming how we want things to go. Yeah. Although it might be good for business or it might be good for like on a daily basis, but I think that would that would definitely change our behavior and like our tolerance with certain things. Yeah. Okay. Do you believe the producers of Family Feud secretly want to start a race war? Maybe. I don't really watch Family Feud like that. Okay. But maybe. Okay. All right. Pick a superhero. Um, damn. Black Superwoman. Black Superwoman? She really... Okay. You don't really see her on the big screen, though, but... Okay. I'm not I'm not a comic book person, so I didn't even know there was a Black Superwoman. No, there's not. Okay. Oh. I would like for there to be one. All right. DC, Marvel, somebody who... who super, yeah, super, super Superman, Superwoman, that's under uh, DC Comics, right? They're under DC Comics? I think, I think it is under DC. Yeah, that's DC Comics. Because honestly, I know y'all might hate me for this one. Um, I didn't really like the Wonder Woman movie. Was that Wonder Woman or Superwoman? That was Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. The one that recently came out. Mm-hmm. I, I was just like... Wasn't mm. feeling it? No, nah, I wasn't feeling it at all. Okay. Yeah. How, how will the country change once marijuana is fully legalized? Oh, man. Um, I definitely think we will be making... A lot of people will be making a lot more money. Okay. Um, yes. I also... I would like to see more justice being served for people that have been incarcerated because of selling marijuana. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do hope... Um, the people that are working towards that can like achieve that. And I wonder how can I make an impact with that? I'm not sure how I'm sure there's a way, um, but I would like to see more justice being served in that way. But a lot of people be making a lot of money. Yes. Mm-hmm. Name your favorite denim brand. I heard you explain this. <laughs> this one, why you asked that question. Um, hmm. I don't think I have a favorite denim brand, but like I've purchased my jeans from like Zara, mm-hmm. um, Jessica Simpson, mm-hmm. Um, but like the jeans I purchased. Okay. First of all, I bought these jeans one year ago, mm-hmm. February, 2017 from mm-hmm. Zara in Spain. And that's where they make the actual clothes. Yeah, yeah. And like, you know, I, I'm a thick woman. So like I had like holes in between the legs, like within one year of wearing it. And I think that's an issue. I don't think jeans, like they're supposed to wear into that quickly. So I, I, I know some good jeans for women who are curvy. Mm-hmm. Maywell. Maywell? Made well. Made well jeans. They, Is got that a, the they got a store on 14th Street and one in Georgetown. They're Hold all up. made well. I learned this. Um, I put my homegirl on to them, curvy woman. And mm-hmm. she has been completely, she's got a couple pairs of jeans. She got some um, some overalls. Um, she loves them. Yeah. No issue. Made well How jeans. much? How much? So let's talk about that. I mean, you know, as long <laughs> as you don't have an issue paying more than 100 bucks for some jeans, but they're going to last you. <laughs> last you know what i mean they're gonna last i need to make a separate savings account <laughs> you, can't, you can't you can't put a price on good denim however there's some good denim that won't break the bank trust me yeah but like to say i've never spent over a hundred dollars on jeans before maybe because i'm you it's know time, it's time to do some adult things now oh my god <laughs> being an adult is so hard like are you <laughs> 
time to do some adult <laughs> things. Quality over quantity. All right. No, really though. Oh God. Check them out. Go up there and try some. Try some on. You might be convinced. You might just like you know what? Here, here's my money. <laughs> I'm gonna do that after I save it up though. Okay. We'll go. We'll go. Go at least. Okay, go online. Made well jeans. Just go online. Okay. All right. Uh, name three places in your city to take a first-time visitor. In my city of D.C. or Miami? Uh, let's do Miami. Let's do Miami. Okay, Miami, Miami. Um, I will definitely take them to... Uh, I'll take them to Cafe Clem, mm-hmm. which is a local, caf- ca- a local cafe, French cafe um, in North Miami, mm-hmm. 125th Street, Northeast 6th Ave., um, I'll definitely take them there. Mm-hmm. I will also take them to mm-hmm. Wow, where do I go in Miami? Somebody help me out. My Miami is way all that though. Um I don't wanna take them to like a regular beach. The beaches are beautiful, yeah, but I think the beaches in the Caribbean are a lot more beautiful. Than what Miami. do what do what do the locals do? And what do the natives of Miami do? Well they definitely go to Cafe Creme. Um we also go to I think Brickle is like an upcoming spot for like young professionals. Okay. Um so I like to hang out there, not even just a party, but like even like regular lounges. Okay. And to just chill. Um I will also <laughs> I'll take them to my best friend's house. <laughs> what are we going with your best friend's house? That, is that weird though? Because like we're are like. They, are they cooking? Over yeah. There? Okay. Because we're such a good family. That's you know what I'm saying? Like, like, you need to hang out. Oh, you need to go to Belle Fouchette, Kayard's Bakery. I'm so sorry. I forgot all my Haitian places. <laughs> I was just there. You yes. need to get Haitian patties Put me from on Kayard. To the Haitian stuff. Okay, so check this out. This is. this is. I used to date a Haitian woman. Okay. Okay. But. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and however, she didn't really like to cook. She could. She just didn't like to. So I've never had Haitian food. So Damn. you putting this out there, I will go straight down to Miami if I don't get to Haiti first. And I will uh, 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 make sure I visit these places for some authentic Haitian food. Yes. Yes, you should do it. Haitian food okay. is popping. All right. Uh, if you were diagnosed with a rare disease and told the only way to live was to exercise five days a week, how long would you last? Looks mm-hmm. like you'll be dead. All right. <laughs> <laughs> if I was the same same energy I have now, I'll be dead tomorrow. Okay. Rooftop barbecue or backyard barbecue? Rooftop barbecue, backyard barbecue. Um, I'll do the I'll do the rooftop. Rooftop. Okay. The rooftop. Is it more important to be right or on the right side of history? On the right or right side of history? Is it more important to be right or on the right side of history? Oh, thinking in terms of the fact that there's a lot of revisionist history out here. Yeah. Sometimes, I mean, in the context of like things that's going on right now, with like social, especially like racial issues, mm-hmm. like you definitely, like you want to fight for what's right yeah. and you want to do the right thing mm-hmm. um but i think with like other things in life sometimes you don't necessarily know if it's the right side of history you're just doing what you think makes sense or what you think is going to be long lasting mm-hmm. like for example um let's say that someone was inventing something that they believe was going to work but like people are saying this is not really going to work but it did end up working like they the person i was creating or making the invention was on the right side of history yes and the person that didn't think it was going to work was on technically on the wrong side of history but they saw that years down the line mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so sometimes you don't really know you're just doing what you think is right yeah that's fair that's fair what gives you power 
Oh, my Lord Jesus Christ, sing it with me. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> no, seriously, though. Okay. Yeah. Uh, name the last amazing album you heard. <laughs> oh, um, amazing. <gasps> it was Israel Hewitt. Um, I think it was an old album, though, and I'm just late to the game. Um, but cool. it cool. was an Israel Hewitt album. Do you know who that is? No, he's I a, don't. Um, he's a Christian artist. Okay. Um, and I, I mean, I really needed it. So I think that's why I was so powerful at the time. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I, look, all these questions are completely subjective. So whatever you mm-hmm. want to say, don't matter. All right. Um, name the best chicken spot anywhere. <laughs> chicken spot, chicken. Um, man, we're at some bomb chicken. Um, <laughs> so I was in Greece a few weeks ago. Okay. Um, and we had like. We had like heroes every day. I don't know how to say that in English. It's G Y R O S. Heroes. Heroes. No, Euro. Euro. Yeah. Oh, I mean that's how we were saying it too. Yeah. I um, mean, I mean, people here just say gyro. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so that's, weird. Though. That's what Yankees say. Gyros. <laughs> they spell it exactly. Um, how, they say it exactly how it looks. Gyro. Yeah. yeah no. It, it, that's but a really Greek weird. woman corrected me many years ago, and she said it's Euro, and I was like. Okay. Like euro, like the currency euro? No, euro. Euro. Yeah, euro. Euro, okay. Yeah, Yeah, so like we had that. um, Is it the hero? Is it that that has chicken or is it the Slovakis? Yeah, the Slovakis. Yeah, Slovakis has the chicken. Yeah, okay. Um, Euro has the lamb. Okay. So we literally had Slovakis like almost every day. It didn't make sense. Like I had to get off of that diet when I returned back to the States. Like we're eating this every day. I, I mean, you can eat chicken and vegetables. I mean, the Mediterranean diet is, um, you know, I, I like the Mediterranean diet. Um, I could do without, you know, the bread, but you know, yeah, oh, but the and I could so do, good, and I could because I don't, I, I can't, I can't digest dairy, so mm-hmm. I can't do cheese and anything anymore either. Um, but at the time, you know, I was a big fan of the Mediterranean diet. Mm-hmm. Um, Food was popping though. How has your upbringing uh, informed your life choices, good and bad? Wow. Bad, definitely financially. Okay. Um, I, my family, I mean, my parents really just grew up with a lot of lack. Um, and so I guess that kind of translated. Yes, I can, I, no can, I can relate to that. I can definitely relate to my that. My parents definitely do not have Instagram, but no offense for people that do know my parents. Um, and so, <laughs> see messages. Um, so yeah, definitely financially. And it has caused me to become really financially anxious. Yeah. Um, and I'm really trying to get over that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so adopt an abundant mindset. Yeah, and, that, and that's hard. Like one it time is. my friend called me up. Like, she lit a fire under my behind. She's like, Makisha, if I gave you a million dollars right now, what would you do with it? Um, and she gave me two minutes. <laughs> she gave me two minutes to write down and decide what would I do. Um, and so it just went to, sh- it went to show that I, I didn't, I don't necessarily know how to plan for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially growing up, I didn't know how to plan for that at all. You right, know, it was right. recently that I started understanding financial literacy. Mm-hmm. Um and so I had like probably 700 something, 700 something thousand dollars left mm-hmm. because I was like, I don't know what I would do with the rest of this. Um, and so if you don't plan for what you're going to do with that, then you're going to end up, you know, with nothing or looking stupid. Okay. That's a bad thing. Um, good thing. I have a very good head on my shoulders. Like people, you know, even as an adult, like people would meet me and said, I can tell you're raised very well, even as an adult, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so my parents, I don't know, they're special people. <laughs> my parents are amazing. And it's not, oh no. No, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah. 
Um, and like, it's not, it's not even, I, I don't know what special sauce they use, but they did something really, really right that I guess stands out so much that people compliment me on the way I was raised yeah. and not other children okay. or not other people. So God bless y'all. Okay. Uh, name the one best and one worst character trait of your generation. Hmm. Um, worst is that worst, worst, worst. I mean, there's a lot. Um, Anyone. Worst is that we we like things to be instantaneous. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, yeah, I could be that way too. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely be that way too. Um, good thing is that we're go getters. We're really ambitious. Mm-hmm. Um, and. If we don't exactly know what we want, we still work towards what that may be, and we try things out um, so we can figure it out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and one good. Oh, you already said that. that. Was my, it. Fault. my fault. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Uh, you're on an episode of Shark Tank. What are you pitching and wearing? <laughs> Damn. No. Why didn't you tell me this question before I could prepare for it? It's, it's random aside. Oh, <laughs> man. It's very random. Oh, it's random if you knew it in advance. Of. I had a business idea. Damn, did I write it down? I don't remember. Shoot. All right, we got to skip it. That's fine. Okay. Best late night food. Oh, wait, can I say what I was wearing, though? Okay, you can tell me what you're wearing. Okay, I do want to <laughs> wear something with leather. Okay. Because I really like leather. I want, I definitely want to wear a blazer. Um, Never mind. I'm not even that fashion savvy. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't trying to make up something. <laughs> so good. So good. I don't know what I'll be wearing. Uh, Best late night food anywhere. Ooh. Um, pizza slice. From where? Oh, Angelico's. Okay. In Mount Pleasant. Uh, I like the local spots, y'all. Okay. All right. Um, Rockefeller or Cash Money? Um, let me just say Rockefeller. That's the first thing came to my mind. Because I, I think growing up, I mainly listened to, like, you know, songs from Cash Money side. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, switch it up. Go yeah, Rockefeller you got your fill of you got your fill of cash money. Yeah. Okay. Uh, have you ever suffered from FOMO, fear of missing out? No, I hate fear of missing out. I think people who have FOMO have a real problem. <laughs> like you just need to get over it. Like if you can't be there, then enjoy where you are. Let yes. those people have fun. Be Let present in the moment. You know. Okay. You've been given a major award and you're being viewed by millions. Who are you shouting out in your award speech? It will be really hard for me to wear a speech. I really poop my pants, honestly. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Definitely, I'll say Jesus, number one. My parents, absolutely. Uh, my brothers, ooh, we talking about shooting in the gym. My brothers have been there for me, obviously, because we all <laughs> grew up together. Yeah, yeah. But my brothers, my best friends, um, Okay. Whoever was shooting in the gym with me, and I have time to name them out. Oh, Melissa, Naomi, I see you. Saint Christine, uh huh. Yeah, <laughs> those are my best friends. What uh, what sits at the intersection of empathy and self determination? What'd you say? What sits at the intersection of empathy and self determination? Oh, I sounds like a pop quiz. This and this question was inspired by Twitter, by the way. Jeez. Because there's people who are very empathetic, and there's people who are just completely self-determined and they don't got time to be considerate of nobody else nothing or just you know because i especially on black twitter you got you got self-accountability twitter black twitter and you've got i want to quit adulting black twitter mm-hmm. and so that's where this question was inspired why this question why, where i got this question from because some people was just like well what's this in the middle of that you know what i mean um 
self-determination and empathy what's it in at the intersection of that um i mean you doing something that you care about mm -hmm. that needs to be cared about and you have the resources to do it and the energy okay I told you subjective whatever you want to say <laughs> don't focus about don't you it's right as long as you are you feel good about it and you're passionate about it and you stand okay, by it with okay. conviction um that's her innocent mm -hmm. be rich where you are or live wherever you want on your current income <laughs> my current income is a joke i mean you you travel so <laughs> you know i'm about to start crying no, don't, don't, don't start. listen this is not a, entrepreneurship is not a joke y'all it's not it i'm just trying to show y'all the non-highlight real like this is <laughs> you said on my current income, I almost buzzed into tears. <laughs> I'm gonna be real with you. So, so it sounds like you'd rather be rich. <laughs> you, you, you need to be rich for a moment, just to you know not have to be concerned. <laughs> um, I would definitely like to be wealthy, though. Um, you know, I think I, I have to start like having a wealthy mindset, mm -hmm. and then like have healthy and wealthy practices. Yeah, and then wealth is gonna come. Um, because of that yes um but live anyone income i have now like what don't worry about it <laughs> all, right. all right what was your craziest uber or lyft experience uh, craziest these uber drivers in dc don't know how to drive a lot of them are unprofessional um one guy was like it's okay if i get your number like we barely had conversation so like why would i give you my number mm-hmm and then when I said, no, nah, I'm good. It's okay. And he was like, why you said that? Like, you have a boyfriend. <laughs> Do I have to be in a relationship to not want to receive your number? It was it was very unfortunate. It was very unfortunate. But that was, oh, no, this is a crazy one. Okay. This was a few months ago. <laughs> this, Afri this African man, because I guess because, like, I'm black and, like, he felt that familiarity. Mm -hmm. um, I was heading somewhere in Georgetown, and then he was like, do you know where Capital Bank is? And I was like, oh, no, I don't, but I'll look it up because I like to be very proactive. And I was like, okay, so there's one that's, like, kind of near here. He's got to make this and that turn, whatever. Um, and then he was like, are you in a rush? And I was like, <laughs> am I in a rush? Like, I put a destination in Uber for a reason. And so, like, I guess I was also, like, texting my group chat at the same time. Um, and then this man drove past where I was going. Yeah. And then he was like, and, like, I saw him turn off the GPS, too. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, wait, what are you doing? Um, he was like, oh, I thought it was okay that. What? <laughs> that is the most unprofessional thing ever. Yes, yes. And I think that's why a lot of people, uh, I picked up um, the uh, head of marketing for the D.C. market for Uber once. And um, this was at least nine months into me doing Uber. And he was surprised that I still had a 4.9. Wow. And he was like, yeah, you don't see that. He was like, did you just start? No, nah, I've been doing this since, you know, for months. He's like, wow, you must really know what you're doing. Yeah. You're real. <laughs> for you to have a 4.9, that's really good. Yeah. 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 I, mean, I maintain a 4.9 when I was both on Uber and Lyft for the, the almost three years that mm -hmm. I was doing both. All right. Yeah. Three more questions. You can use only one social media platform for the rest of your life. What is it? Damn. It'll probably be Instagram, honestly. Okay. Uh, actually, last question. What does living my best life mean to you? Living my best life. <laughs> um, definitely um, traveling as much as I want because mm -hmm. I have this bug inside of me. Um, that wanderlust. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, travel as much as I want um, and still be able to be with my family. Oh, and being able to take my parents 
to see other countries. Word. Um, that's me living my best life. Okay. Well, we have reached the end, Makisha. Yes, appreciate you for coming questions. on. I random aside, what it is, but yeah. you know, people people got to know who you are. You know, as, lo- as well as the work that you do, and so that's why I, I like to do that. So, um, cool. Let people know where they can find you. Mm-hmm. So you can find me on Instagram, Emma A K I S H A N O E L mm-hmm. on Instagram, um, MakishaNoel LinkedIn, Makisha Noel. You don't need me on Facebook. That's okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all you need is my email, my Instagram. You good, really? And my website. Hit her up. Yeah. And I'm so. Oh man. Okay, so I'm gonna like officially launch my website like in maybe a few weeks. Okay. And so like just kind of save makishanawal.com and like your browser. If you're someone that's interested in follow her enhancing your follow brand her on Instagram. So when she makes okay, the announcement, cool, you'll right. be hip. You that's right. what we're gonna do. Okay, that's, my bad. That's what we're gonna do. You just put me. We're going, we're going to get you right, man. We're going to get you, we're going to get you some <laughs> clients, man, because, you know, we want you to be out here living your best life popping. No, for real, though. All right. So, that's a wrap. Woo! Yeah. We didn't even introduce ourselves to one I another. Mean, who okay. Are you? Okay. Cousins. So, we're cousins. I, we're cousins. We're cousins. 868 okay. in the eight, building. 868, wait. The, the Trin Bagonians. <laughs> Trini Posse. Uh, Big up. So, um, give, the, give the people your name. Where you from and uh, what it is that you do? So my name is Shamika Farquhar. I am a Brooklyn-born Trinidadian. Okay. Um, I am the founding creator of Soka Tribe, a community dedicated to taking the carnival vibe wherever we go. We do this through our fitness classes. Mm. We have a performing group. We do educational programming and drum roll. We're taking a group to Trinidad for Carnival next year. Y'all so hear that? Huge. Y'all hear that? I know that I was supposed to uh, plan a trip, but I failed because I'm like, this, this, this is hard. It's so, facts. <laughs> holler at Soka Tribe, and they will get you there if you would like to go have Come the Carnival on. experience. And it's definitely an experience. It's fun. It's that was some of the most fun I'd had in a very long time, and that was my very first Carnival. Okay. So, so February this this past, I, I got there end of January, stayed all the way through Carnival. That was my first time, not only doing Carnival, but also my first time in Trinidad. Oh wow! So it was a it was a very uh, a, a rewarding, um, a, a, a life changing experience for me. Life changing. You heard you and, heard the man. And then Carnival mm-hmm. itself, that like I said, that was some of the most fun I've had in a long time. <laughs> I mean, you you had that long like I'm about to but, cry about it. Like, but it was <laughs> it was so easy. Everybody was like, make sure that you work out. And I mean, I, I, I did enough to make sure that I could like function and be out there on the road both days, Monday right. and Tuesday. I didn't play. I didn't do Juve because I got the times mixed up. It happened. And so they was like, yeah, we about to go. I'm like, um, so y'all going out right now. Now, see, y'all didn't tell me. So I didn't take my nap and I'm not going to be out there struggling, especially if you expect me to be out there with y'all on Monday. So the naps are very real. Next, but we planned it. Next year, a schedule. Next year, I'll, I'm gonna be doing juve. Next okay. year, I'm on. Okay. I'm gonna okay. do the paint. I'm gonna do everything. But yeah, it was easy. I'm out there. I just, but I had a plan because I know my body, and so I just like just drink more water than liquor. Problem solved. Problem solved. And that's what I did. Mm-hmm. I drank way more water. All them little little uh, the uh, uh, squatty waters. Yeah, one of them little quarter water joints. Uh, I had about ten of them just. But then I would go get my refill of my, my Johnny Walker Black on the rocks. And I got it on the rocks, too. So on get, the rocks. Oh, get, you was ready. Because I was like, I'm not going to pass out out here. <laughs> they are not going to be talking about me. You're not going to be that guy. I'm not. Not me. Not me. And I ate and I ate the food. The food. Eh, eh. Wait a minute. Stop. 
No, 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 no. Not the food in Trinidad, but the oh, food. Oh, because you know, I was you no, no, take my no, earrings no, no, off. No, the food that the band provided. It was like, eh. It was, well, it was, now you know. I gotta want. I want to know what band he played with. So I, I, I played with um paparazzi. Okay. I played okay. with paparazzi. Okay. So I mean, everything was cool except for the food. And my cousin, um, um, my um, my cousin right underneath me, um, she planned it all out. I was like, okay, we're gonna play with paparazzi. I'm like, cool. I'm still waiting for her now. Let me know like which band are we playing with? What are we doing? Um, and, but she was like, yeah, this food's terrible. Like, yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, but, um, you know, at the end of each night, we went to KFC. Listen, <laughs> KFC in Port of Spain. Yes. You went in Port of Spain or you went in Barataria? Port of Spain. Listen, it's popping. It's, it's two steps from the club and the line be long as hell, but we be there waiting. 24 hours. Just waiting. Highest grossing KFC in the world. Listen. In the world. There's something in the chicken in Port of Spain, eh? Man, listen, I don't know what they serving in this KFC up here. <laughs> the biscuits in the be States. extra big. <laughs> but that is, I'm like, I, one, I ain't never seen a line inside a KFC it's in real. my life. Two, it took us 10 minutes to get to the counter. It is never, I, I might have one person ahead of me in KFC. Or, and any of the times I've been to KFC. Two, I'm just like, this chicken's actually good. The like, chicken is good. It's well seasoned. It's well seasoned. I, I'm, and mm-hmm. I'm like, they're using real yard bird, not, <laughs> you know, clone situation from you name it, commercial farm. Uh, so, yeah. But, okay. So, enough about that. Yeah. Trinidad is great. Carnival, come with us. Um, I'll actually be there next month uh, to take care of some family business. You okay. know, I'm actually, I'm actually doing a GoFundMe for that because it's like last minute. And oh, wow. Okay. I, so I'm, I'm handling some family business with regard to our family house and um, my grandmother who is not doing well at all. Okay. Um, and also I decided I'll take the time to uh, trace our, our, our roots. Okay. Which okay. I've learned once you get past the third generation starts in Montserrat and Barbados. Okay. Funny. We are really, really cousins. Yes, I, yes. I have some Bayesian in my blood too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Even uh, New Orleans. I got a lineage that huh. goes back to the 1920s. So I'm like, so this is in 10 days. I got to do a lot. So yeah. So that's what I'm doing. So um, y'all see a video from me soon about the GoFundMe. It's already up, but you'll see another one on IGTV shortly. But anyway, enough about that. What is it that you do? What is it that I do? I do a lot. I'm the chief everything officer. So um, Soka Tribe, as I mentioned, is a community. And we have our most popular product is our fitness classes, which are held here primarily. We're home based in D.C. So we're Mm -hmm. on U Street, 905 U Street, every Saturday at 1230 or alternating Thursdays, 8.30 p.m. So I call it like the happiest hour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then we might stroll down to the club and maybe <laughs> have a good time. But um, so that's our most popular product. We also have a performing group called the Soka Tribe Convoy. You may have caught us at the Funk Parade or at the Millennium Stage in Kennedy Center mm-hmm. earlier this spring. Um, but we do private events, weddings, bar mitzvahs, <laughs> divorce parties, uh, community events. Uh, you call us, we'll show up. The fact that divorce parties have become a thing. Listen. What was that on uh, 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 Real Housewives or something? I think one time I, I was I was watching it and I said, because uh, I like to check in on what's happening in Ratchet TV every now and then. And I mm-hmm. looked, Can't I do like, it. Don't have cable. I, just, I was like, they having a divorce party? Well, what's funny, the idea of a divorce party was very foreign to me. And I heard it in a mass camp in Trinidad. Okay. So I went to pick up my costume. I'm not going to say which band this was that year just for, you know, purposes. And this woman was like, I haven't played mass since I got married. And now we're having my divorce party on the road. And I looked over and I was like, what? 
<laughs> that's what we rolling with on the road i haven't played with that band since i mean but i think carnival was a perfect time to time. Uh, celebrate your your new freedom 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 <laughs> carnival is about i tell people about the carnival vibe it's love it's freedom it's expression connection so if you get into divorce and you don't and don't bring sand to the beach because unless you, uh, uh i don't know about that un, unless un, unless all right let's hear this caveat un, unless you know your significant other is not the super duper jealous type and knows that you are coming back home we're just having a good time it's just dancing it's, it's just just a wine it's There's a whole song google it it's it's just dancing you know what i mean it's just dancing and you know no means no i know that there was this big thing where um um the the i think i think actually the country uh implemented uh yep, the th- these rules where you know you know if a woman tells a man no you yep. know on the road it's like you got to respect that or you 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 going down yep you could get arrested uh so last year was, there were a lot of t-shirts you might have seen that said permission slip like you have permission to whine mm. back back yes yes walk yes up. yes i and, saw that um i think with things like that i truly appreciate the initiative mm-hmm. uh but when you think about implementation on both ends so whether uh definitely not into victim blaming at all but just in terms of how are you going to actually execute on something like that mm-hmm. Or is it just lip service? Because when things get implemented for lip service, to me, it just becomes annoying. Yeah. Um, but I think the fine was like 5,000 TT. Like you could get locked up and that was a fine. So yeah, you had to, people were making a joke like, can I whine on you and things of that sort, mm-hmm. but it's a thing. Yeah, it is a thing. So a keep thing. that in mind when you finally make it the carnival. Um, <laughs> all right, so um, with that, and I know everybody else, I was doing the, the random aside, but I really want to ask you some more questions about sure. just your, about your work and also just, um, since I have you here, you, I'm I, here. Have, I have you hostage. <laughs> Y'all, he got me in this room. I mean, but there's a there's a door. I can get out the door, but I I'm can't enjoying do this conversation. To her. I don't. I could take him down. You see these guns? Oh, you can't see them. You're listening to this. Never mind. But um, <laughs> but yeah. So um, one thing I wanted to ask about. Okay, so you grew up in Brooklyn. Yep. Um, and you know you grew up in a, in a in a Trini household. Yes. All right. So one thing that I've been I've asked a bunch of people, a bunch of my friends who you know have these you know dual connections dual heritages whether mm-hmm. it's you know you know whatever that may be um um how do they walk that line you know i have a lot of friends who um are you know first generation caribbean in america or first generation african in america you know how do you how do you walk that line you know because i'm sitting here like this is the most i've been immersed in trinidadian culture my entire life like i've had you know bits and pieces throughout life right you know i've had, I had a f- most of the food prior to you right. know what i mean um but you know i'd never gone to, i mean I, and i've been to a couple of uh a, a couple of caribbean parties you know a couple uh man it was one dope this dope ass happy hour up in um in the financial <laughs> district when i was living in new york that i went to one time on a Friday night, we walked in. It was like seven, eight o'clock. It looked like it was one a.m. in that jump. I was like, "Wow!" Twenty the first. They had listen. They had the they had the buff. No, no, no. It was it was it was in the financial district. I can't I can't remember where though. But they had the buffet. I was like, "Oh, this is the real yard function." Bet this is it. I love food. that this Trini man <laughs> keeps saying "real yard," which is a Jamaican thing in a yard. But you know. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm just, totally joking with okay. you just to see, just because we're talking about walking the lines and how we identify with culture. Um, no, I well, this, but, that, but, but that was that was 2010. So, again, you know, at that point, I, and as most people know, when it comes to who, most people, um, when it comes to identifying um, Caribbean culture, they, they know they recognize Jamaica first. 
You know what I mean? And I mean, definitely when I walked in, he was playing reggae, dance hall, right. all of that. So, you know, I mean, I definitely would have known if I heard Soka and Calypso. I know, right. I knew what that sounded like. Um, I knew what that was. But even now, to so where like I've got, you know, Soka playlist on my on my phone. You know, what by I mean? island. And and um, I've got you know, I'm looking for these things. I went to the Afro Soka Love party. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I had the founders on my show. You know what I mean? Yeah, big up my gun team. And and. and you know, wanted to know, just like, again, so question. So, yeah, walking that line, you know, because okay. especially now with this whole conversation in, in social media about, you know, blackness and uh-huh. who can who can who can have who can be considered black, you know, and what parts of African-American culture you can take part in and first gen, just that whole it's kind of divisive. But it's all I, I understand why people are having this conversation. Because they're looking at more so the, the 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 negative attitudes from you find from each person, each part of the diaspora. Yep. But on the same time, it's still divisive because it's just like you know, as much as you want to say like you can't, you can't you can't just divert on we all black, but we are all black. <laughs> that, the world sees us walking down the street and they're like black, not black, black, not black. Mm-hmm. So just uh, I, I'll attack this. That's it's a loaded question. Um, so growing up in Brooklyn, New York, both of my parents are from Trinidad. And I, on the other hand, grew up extremely immersed in the culture. Mm-hmm. So I, if people ask me where I'm from, the first thing that pops up, my family's from Trinidad. Mm-hmm. And also even being first generation, I'm very careful to say my family's from Trinidad or I'm a Brooklyn-born Trinidadian because that is the culture that um, I identify most with. I'm totally blanking on this speaker's name, but she did an entire thing on, she didn't like asking people where they're from, but where are they local? So where are your relations, the customs, and there was something else, just how do you, it's more so about where you were actually born, but like what are the things that kind of identify you? And that spoke to me because it's like, I'm always saying Trini. I studied abroad Mm -hmm. when I was in undergrad. There was a Trinidad flag on my wall, and if anybody ever asked, where you from? Trinidad. Mm -hmm. And being that, of course, token black girl in this this Spanish class in Madrid, and this was at the time of the Bush administration, Mm -hmm. it was like, you voted for Bush. And I'm like, first of all, I'm Trini. Okay. Second of all, that's not how how U.S. voting goes. Just because right? just because you were from America, right? They, we we, we all wanted Bush. Yeah. We, and I, was like, I mean, nah. my cousin, my older cousin Leslie Ann, she asked me like, "Who did you vote for?" I was like, "Well, I didn't vote for Donald Trump." If that's what you think, <laughs> and it, you know? it's it's interesting to just like I I think this idea of who we identify with does come back to when we're asked these questions, and it's often. Uh, we're often put in divisive places where we're actually just trying to identify, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's not about, um, like, we were making the jokes about how Jamaica's uh, recognized first. It's not, shout outs to Jamaica. I love Jamaica. Jamaica Carnival is also bomb. Okay. But my Trinidad pride, that's what I want you to know about, yeah. right? And so I think for me growing up in, in uh, I grew up in New York City public schools, very, very diverse. And it was like, I, I'm gonna say the terminology, the coconuts and the bamas, right? So you got the coconuts, all the Caribbean people. And see, I didn't even know coconut was a term until I moved to New York years ago. And I, and I met um I met one of my first friends I made up there, Misha. And she was like, when I told her, you know, like, yeah, my dad's from Trinidad, you know, and she's like, oh, so you a coconut too? And I was just like, exactly. I never, but I grew up here, so it's not a, a it's not as large of a Caribbean population yep. here for that to be a thing. You know, I didn't know about the whole, you know, if you had any association or any connection um, to um, the islands, people made fun of you. Like yep. I didn't know that was a thing. 
the Because I grew up here. <laughs> exactly. And it's so interesting. So I grew up in a culture where it was like, because there were so many of us in Brooklyn, like we celebrated, we went hard. And yes, I remember there was a time it was like a blank country booty scratcher and that was a thing and it was like derogatory and it sucked for being a kid and being teased in that way but then it was like oh that's the coconut music mm -hmm. and it was like yeah that's that's what we do and that's the bam and that's the country thing and yes we respect it do you we're gonna do us yeah but there were enough of us that you had that community going into college i met a lot so i went to georgetown up here and mm -hmm. so i met a lot of people from this area mm -hmm. and they had the same reaction like we never knew that was a thing it wasn't ever enough for y'all right to, exactly to, to coalesce in that way um, recent ends, we talk about like going back to our roots. So I recently took a trip to Accra to work on a project of mine called Return to the Reason. And the idea was exploring the Caribbean carnival roots within the African diaspora. Okay. And so a lot of my questions are like, so what connection do you see between Caribbean culture, African culture, and black American culture? So mm -hmm. like making that distinction, like where, where, where are we seeing the other lines? Like, yeah, well, the movements, just the flavor of the people, like the way we express ourselves. Mm -hmm. And it's great when we're un unifying. Um, and I think it all depends on what the conversation is. So walking that line for me has never been unnatural or uncomfortable. It's like, this is who I am. And mm -hmm. I'm going to address the situation as such. When I think about how that ties back to my brand, like that's why Soka Tribe started. Yeah. Like I got here and I thought what I was living in Brooklyn amongst all these coconuts was normal. And I got here and I was just like, no, you are way more Trini identifying than you ever knew. Yeah. Because it was the first time like I didn't have that much of the community. You realize so, like, you're gonna have to cook your food because Listen, cooking your food, playing your music, <laughs> finding the people who like you gotta, the wine. You gotta like have me. your own party in your house. Exactly. And just, you know, creating Soka Tribe to be that place for people to unite around those types of things. Mm -hmm. And now like trying to elevate the brand to a place where it's like you're getting more of the culture. Cause what happens with commercialization and the great thing about globalization is like there's more exposure. But yeah. when when you think about commercial, it's like, well, what's driving the dollars and what's driving the money and what are people attracted to and what people see on the streets. And it's like, yes, I am all about a walk up, but it is so much more than people being. And I'm going to use this terminology wild mm -hmm. and explicit. Yes. But that's what gets sensationalized. And that's what you see all the time. And mm -hmm. for a person who like. Going back to walking these lines, like I grew up in a mass camp. My dad made costumes. So my summers weren't summer camp. It was, oh, let's go glue these feathers on this thing because on Labor Day, we all getting on the road with our costumes. Yeah. So like trying to maintain that integrity, spread that, understand its place and also respect how things are evolving because like Carnival is still about freedom. Like you're not going to take that mm -hmm. away. You know what I mean? Um, I'm rambling now, so you just go ahead and jump in. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm listening. I'm listening. This is this is this is all this is all informative for me. You know what I you know what I mean. And again, like I said, um, like I got my full immersion just several months ago. You it, know it's what I mean? Real. I mean, you talking about how you know you grew up in a mass camp. I just found out that my father, uh, he actually played in a pan band, which you know, is real. You, and you pan know? is so crucial. And I was like. I never knew this, even though I always loved percussion and I was yep. I, I was a drummer. I was in I was a drummer in marching band, all of that. You know, I've always gravitated towards That's percussion. Incredible. You know what I mean? I mean I played I played wind instruments and whatnot too, but I definitely always even to this day, you know, when I listen to music, when I listen to music that is heavy on percussion, I I'm listening for that and just how that's done, you know. Um speaking of the connection there, um, so we went to the Army Fet and Okay. And I'm sitting there. This I went to Army Fet too, so I was and, there. And this is, mind you, this is my 
first experience. Oh wow! So that's, that's overwhelming. I'm Tell the, people what Army Fet is because they probably don't it's know. the safest Fet. <laughs> 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 that's how they promote the Facts, safest. They do. the safest Fet during Carnival because the Army is the security. Yes. Like you ain't doing nothing crazy up in there, or else the M16 gonna take you down. <laughs> Nobody's shooting up army fed. It, it, it is the army people's fed. So you oh, show up with the army and everybody's partying and a lot of people. But you could br- you could you could bring your own liquor and all of that, even though they still got liquor for sale. I was just like, this would never fly in the US. Never. Listen. You gonna buy this liquor right here, you're gonna sneak a bottle in. And We've otherwise, done that too. We've you know, done that but too. um but so I was with my I was with my my cousin, my younger cousins and their friends and whatnot. So um mind you, they at all this time they didn't they didn't realize that I was older than what I was. Uh, what they thought I was until like maybe a week and a half after I'd been there. <laughs> they thought I was their age just because I looked young. I was like, nah, I'm actually probably closer to your mother's age. But, um, but, um, Black don't crack. Amen. Hold on to it, bruh. But yeah, so I, um, we get there and I'm looking around and I'm just like, yo, I'm listening to the music. I'm like, I'm watching the bands perform, listening. Look, it's a live show. Feel, feeling the energy of the crowd, you know, um, watching all the, uh, the soca artists perform and whatnot. And I was just like, this remi- this feels like I'm at a big ass go go. This feels like back when I used to go to RFK Stadium as a teenager and and, and Unifest and whatnot, and you would see these these bands perform in front of these big crowds outside. Mm-hmm. And as soon as that beat drop, everybody starts just moving. Everybody's you know what I mean? Going. And I was like, this is so crazy. And I just think about the the connection to the 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 music and the sound and the drum yep. again, and yep. how that was even used for message for sending messages. Um, Literally, you know, you know, before we were removed, we were removed from the continent. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was just like, yo, um, wow. I was just blown away. I was really blown away at just seeing that and and being able to instantly make that connection. Well, it gets more interesting. So as I talked about uh, the Return to the Reason Project and having a conversation with several dancers over different genres. So from dancers in Trinidad and and I I like to say the elders, Mm -hmm. I was like, as young folk, there are a lot of things that are lost Mm-hmm. across generations like you yes. didn't have that conversation with your dad until recently i also didn't have a conversation about mass making with my dad until a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. even though i was doing it because mm-hmm. that's the thing like we're very like let's do these things let's not talk about them yeah so in my research and in these interviews what i found out the the the, the blue thin line the common blue thread as they like to say in consulting was the drums and the idea of storytelling and messaging mm-hmm. right so we had our drums when they uh I would say our colonizers <laughs> said that we couldn't have our drums anymore. Mm-hmm. In Trinidad specifically, we diverted to tambu bamboo, which is actually like thinking taking a bamboo stick and like playing that as a as doing the percussive movements there, right? Yeah. There was a dance that came associated with that. After a while, back to messaging, passing things along, oh y'all doing too much ruckus. Shut that down. Mm-hmm. When they shut that down, then came Steel Pan. Yes. So the invention of Steel Pan mm-hmm. because they could not use that. Steel Pan was the original music that was on the road. Mm-hmm the original part of, of Carnival, like the idea of telling this story with Steel Pan as, as I would say, the, the soundtrack to it, all comes back from our, our need to tell our stories with this percussive thing. So yeah. it's just like having these conversations, I'm like, oh wow, this is so deep, but you talk about Carnival, ain't nobody talking about that. It's like- And I, and I went to the, I went to the, uh, the, uh, the Pan Finals too with my, yep. with okay. my great aunt. Panorama? She is adamant about Panorama. She gets there a week. She gets there. She stays for a month every year because she wants to see everything, the semifinals all the way down. Right. And so I went with them to the finals, and I was like, yo, this is so dope how you got these giant bands all playing the same instrument, and it still sounds good. 
listen, <laughs> it, it, is, it, is, it is a spectacle and it, it's, it's an experience. It's definitely, uh, I, I love listening to it. I think as we think about, so if thinking about Trinidad the country, I wish we were kind of mass teaching it mm-hmm. and, and mass producing it mm. and like capitalizing on the opportunity there because that's not, what ha- that's not what's happening. Yeah. So just like the stories, like things aren't getting told, things aren't getting passed along, and when they do get passed along, it's by somebody else and somebody else telling our stories. But let me get off my soapbox. Okay, I mean, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> it's 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 cool, it's cool. So okay, so Soka Tribe. So yes, Soka Tribe. Um, any w- number of Soka Tribe events, activities that y'all got going on. Let's 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 paint that picture. What could people expect? So definitely, always a bomb mini carnival like experience within a 55 minute workout class on the weekends, right? So you always get our classes. And then when we have a performance, our goal is to bring the carnival vibe to you, right? Mm -hmm. So we've done things from and this ain't your average uh, Zumba class either. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. We're, not, we're not doing that. Like, I literally talk to people, all right, so we got our rhythm on the road. I have my cowbell. That's my rhythm section. <laughs> we do a road simulation. We talk a little bit about, we do some call and response because I think that is important. Um, I advise that people think about it as a free space, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, the thing about Carnival, we fought to have it, so we fought to create this space. So in the tribe, we want to create a, a, a a space where people feel free to do and, and release. Cause yeah. DC is stressful. Life is. is stress. Adulting is it's stressful. stressful. Um, <laughs> so, very stressful. So at the very. tribe, we always try to break that energy, like let, let, let go and, and have a good time. When we do a show, it all depends on what our audience is. So we've had things from, we show up, we're dolled up, we come slay the stage and then we leave. Or we're coming, slaying the stage, getting the crowd involved. Um, or even sometimes, having the well-rounded conversation about this space of freedom and safe space has a lot to do with mental wellness because like people get all in here and they're not releasing or they're not connecting with people so this physical aspect as well as this emotional aspect i mean the tribe is lit i can i I can imagine can you imagine i can't imagine you gonna come out you gotta come out now that we talked about it, okay. we, we're, we're gonna get Geronimo out to okay. the tribe. <laughs> Look, I never do this. Class on me. Never do this. Okay. People All will right. tell you, like, Sherman's, Sherman's about these numbers. So, class on me. Okay. Get Geronimo out to I'm the tribe. Make, I'm gonna make sure that I come out before I leave town. Okay. You cool. got you got something coming up before September 8th? Oh, we got lots of, we got two clubs. I'm gonna see you on September 6th. Boom. Look at that. See, now we all have to hold him <laughs> accountable. Because that's a Thursday evening. It'll be the happiest hour ever. The happiest hour ever. Okay, boom. Okay, we on that. Um, who was I going to ask you? So you stayed in, I'm assuming you stayed in DC once you graduated from Georgetown. Nope, actually I didn't. You went back to New York. Yes. Okay. So, uh, right after Georgetown, I started my first gig at Entertainment Weekly. Shout out to Time Inc. Fallen Soldier. (laughs) (laughs) I'm dating myself. Um, and I did that for a bit. Uh, and from there, then I went to business school at UChicago. Okay. So, but back to New York, because it's Brooklyn girl that I got to get home. Yeah, yeah. Um, I consulted for Accenture. I helped the Charter School Network open a school in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And then I started this. Okay. So what brought you to D.C. to live? Uh, starting the Charter School. Oh, sorry. So I actually, what was, I mean, if you know anything about the Charter School, we're like, things don't always go as planned, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah, there's, a, there's, a, there's an interesting meme floating around about, about Kip, but, you know, I, I'll leave that there. 
I'm gonna go Google it later, y'all. <laughs> um, we don't want to throw salt on nobody's name because we are we, we are branching into educational programming, so no salt. Okay. Um, but I came here actually to open a school in Southeast. Okay. Uh, with the charter school network, and that got postponed due like the charter board types, you know how that thing goes. And so I ended up going back and forth, opening a school in Nashville in that place, and mm. I was like, this isn't working. And so I was like, I'm not working for nobody else, and here we are. Here we are. Three years later. Three years later. So Kicking, what's, what's, what's the reception been like, you know, with um with this having a a, a Trini forward uh, focus and in, in terms in terms of just like the sound and, and the look and everything like yep. that, you know, and in a place like D.C. where, again, you know, there isn't a super huge Caribbean population um, and probably even fewer people are familiar with with Trinidadian culture. Yep. So the thing about soca music, similar to what you ex- what you experienced at the Army Fet, is once it's on, like you feel it like you can't turn off what that beat does to your body. Mm -hmm. Back to our drums, our conversation about drums, right? So that infectious ability is one of the great things about the product, right? Yeah. So like you're coming to, so even if somebody just wants to try something new, um, it's like, oh, this is great. Let me try it. And then they enjoy it. And then like literally our biggest marketing force has been our people. So thank you all for coming out. Thank you for supporting and telling your friends. Um, As for it being Trini facing, I think... People of the Caribbean are very prideful. Mm-hmm. And so yes. you rep yours, but I do have all of the flags that I could get my hands on. I'm not gonna say I have all the Caribbean flags, but I have all the ones I can get my hands on in class. Mm-hmm. So people do appreciate, oh, they come up, oh, here's my Guyanese flag, here's my Jamaican flag, here's my St. Lucia, Bermuda, mm-hmm. Barbados, like all of them. Yeah, yeah. I do have one particular friend who's like, I think you need more gold and blue and pitchfork in your thing and she's just the the beige and flag so (laughs) serious about it but outside of that i think what i do love about the caribbean is this idea of one love like we love the fact that our culture as as a collective so we love when you know like right now dance hall is blowing up like if you think about yeah it's on it's it's on it's on another 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 level and i like you haven't seen anything like this since the 90s exactly and I, we appreciate that so much because what it shows is, one, people are seeing our culture for, for the value that it has. Like, mm-hmm. we, 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 ne- we ain't never slept on it. Right. But we're like, welcome, come through. And this, this, this little, th- these steps, I think, will lay the foundation for others mm-hmm. and for just more diversity in that space. And when you think about things from an artistic perspective, like, the more the demand is there, then the more support is going back into the industry mm-hmm. and the more resources and the more people are going to b- build and grow it, right? Because yes. it's really hard, I think, specifically, so my understanding of the, um, when you think about the soca circuit, because I'm not going to speak on dance hall, that's not my ex- expertise, but you've got carnivals and it's going on those cycles, right? So like they're going to get most, uh, from what I know about the music industry, you get most of your, your income from the actual shows. It's mm-hmm. not about the whole, because you know, the whole process is not about CD sales no more. All the music's on the interwebs, right? This idea of us creating demand outside of those specific carnivals, Mm -hmm. like that just means we can now train more people. We can now have more people. There's more interest. There's more appetite for it. And like as a Caribbean people, of course we want to grow because, you know, we a mighty little area, but we do things. So So how about, uh, what's the chance of us seeing a uh, a Soka Tribe uh, boat ride? A boat ride, you know, because I'm 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 hip to the boat rides. I went on a boat <laughs> ride. 
begin with my great yo my great aunt angela she is more lit this woman is 70 years old listen and more all angry more more lit than everybody (laughs) everybody and i'm talking about we had to go to the uh what is it when i was coming before i got on the plane the day before she's like when you get off can you get me a bottle of Johnny Walker listen, Black and I listen, will make you don't whole come again. To the house. Don't worry, I'll make you whole again. I was like, okay, cool, no problem. Then like a week or two later, I'm riding with her and the um the guy she always hires to drive her around. Right. Um we had to go to Price Mart. Price Mart is like Costco yes. down there. And um she was like, I want to get I need to get three bottles because I got to be ready. And listen. I was like, you know, we're going to Panorama. I got to be it's like, who's going to be drinking three bottles of Johnny Walker? Her and the- all her friends. It's a lime. You must be ready. It was just me, her, my uh, my brother's mom, and uh, my older cousin. And only two of us was drinking because my brother's mom only drinks vodka. <laughs> but she was ready. She was ready. But, yeah, we, I went on the boat ride with her, with them, those same the same group of women, and with my, my, my great aunt. <laughs> being the, the oldest one and i'm just like yo why is this lady so lit like she's too lit and i was like but i like this boat ride feel you know mm-hmm. you know and it's like they got a boat ride like every weekend even when it's not carnival it was a boat ride for something yes because it's beautiful and i mean i think i always joke about boat rides and so it's like a brunch broke boat basically it happens during the hours of like of when we would do brunch here but it's a boat ride or anytime. So I, I, I'm going to put this caveat. Okay. Um, they got breakfast boat rides that you, you're pulling off at 3 or 3, which usually means 4 or 5 a.m. Yes. You got day boat rides where the boat is supposed to leave at noon one-ish. You got evening boat rides. So they kind of like, I feel like when you think about Trinidad, Fett, and especially during carnival season, they come in three sets of the day. Yes. You got your breakfast, you got your day, and you got your evening. I do want to try one of those breakfast uh, boat rides. One of those breakfast functions, period. Yeah, we're going to be at Silent Morning next year if you're there. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's when we're going to be on. Silent so, morning. Okay. Uh-huh. I will it's keep f- that in mind. Carnival Friday. Yeah, My aunt would probably want to come with me. Listen. She wanted to go to Juve. She was like, I'm going, I'm, I'm heading into, I'm heading into town now. I was just like, this lady is getting in the maxi taxi. And I want everybody that's <laughs> listening to understand his aunt is not an anomaly. Like it is. No, she's we, not. We, the, this, this, this levity of spirit is, is not age. It's ageless in the Caribbean. It's like, this is what we're doing. And why, why not? You yeah. still can. You know what and, I mean? And, and she looks forward to it. Cause I mean, she lives in the Bay now. Oh yeah, she must listen. So she, it's dry over there. She 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 looks she looks forward to Carnival every year. So she goes all the way in, all the way. You know. Well, so uh, the Bay actually has their own Carnival now, and there's also a Carnival in LA. And I've taught Soka Tribe classes both in LA and in Oakland. Okay. And when I taught my class in Oakland, it was so interesting because you've got this convergence of people who generally going back to this whole creating a community. They don't have it all mm-hmm. the time, so it's like when something's happening. Like I know they they did an Afro Soka Love in Oakland as well. Yeah. When something's happening, all the people everybody's come out. there. Everybody's here, and it's just something beautiful to see. Like we're united by this love for this music and this culture and this freedom, love, and expression. And we something's happening. Oh, that's my boy Charles Keys right there in the building. Charles is in the building. Yes, I met Charles earlier today. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but okay, so. All right, so yeah, so could try boat ride. boat ride. I mean, let's speak it into existence. Yeah, because I'll be there and I bring I bring my people, I bring my mother out. My mother's <laughs> always up for the boat ride. She she she's American, but she loves a boat ride and she loves she loves music. She loves some good food. Yes, and that's that's so critical when they have because you're off in the seas, right? My always my thing with the boat rides, you want to make sure you everything you need is on that boat. Yeah. Because it's not like when you're at the club, it's like, all right, well, we're going to look and see what else is coming or we can just run down the street and no, you're on the boat. Mm-hmm. You, you're there for four hours and. You know, okay. Have a good old time. 
Well, okay. Well, I think we we covered just we a, covered we, a lot. We covered a lot in, in a short period of time. You know, I've been podcasting for the past two hours, so he's tired. Yeah, and I'm hungry. Talking about all this food, and I know I won't be. Able, I mean, there's a few. So speaking of which, so yes. there's a place. Matter of fact, um, whole new concept, and this is something that I've been looking for, and I would love to see from more Caribbean restaurants in okay. general. So there's a restaurant here. Um, it's doing they're doing a pop up now inside of the uh, shop made in DC uh, uh, incubator up in Brooklyn, uh, right um, in the Edgewood neighborhood. Okay. And um, the name of the spot is called um, what is it? Kaiso. Kaiso. It, yes, it's called it's called Kaiso after after the after the music. Mm-hmm. And um, she's doing traditional Trini food, but in a fast casual concept really and and like you know writes this down going to brooklyn k-a-i-s-o yes.com for every, anybody's listening um i haven't gotten up there yet but uh, i know the hours are 11 to 7 again it's at the shop made in dc incubator up in uh brook in the brookland neighborhood in northeast dc um get over there kaiso um if you've ever wanted to try trinidadian food the food looks amazing um i haven't had it to vouch for how good it I'm is i'm gonna let y'all know but she will be actually she's actually going to be a guest on the show on the podcast um at the end of september um, and I definitely will make sure that I get over there before I have her on the show so I can definitely speak to the food. But some just tells me that I'm going to be more blown. I'm going to be blown away more than I was um, with the uh, some of the other um, Trini, uh, like more traditional home style Trinidadian restaurants that exist in the city. Um, I got a question of why do you think you're going to be blown away? Is it the fast aspect? Is it the service aspect? Is it what, what? I think that she's going because I, cause I, cause I even think about a place like um, – what is it? A uh, 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 Spark at 12. So Spark at 12 used to be the old Engine 12 uh, 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 firehouse uh, spot. Uh, now Spark at 12. The chef there is Trini. Um, and he does more like fusion stuff. But I mean, he even has he even has, has like a pretty cool take on like bun and cheese. You okay. know what I mean? And um, I thought that was really dope. I was trying to get I was trying to get a. Um, Super engineer backpack Matt, my co-host. Um, I was trying to get him to try the the, the actual bun, and she's like, "Nah, I ain't gonna eat it with the cheese." I'm like, "It's like <laughs> it's bun and cheese. You gotta eat the cheese." What you need? You need you need a burger patty on that too to get eat the cheese with the bread. Is that what it is? But um, um, you know, everything he, he has a what is it? A jira pork, um, like jira, oh, jira I'm pork, all about jira. jira pork belly. Oh, so you okay. know, so definitely he's playing with the flavors like the, with that, but also um doing that uh very gastro pub yeah 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 and i think that's dope too you know but the flavors are there you know and i so that's why i think the food and not to say the flavors aren't there at the home style places but sometimes i just think like a lot of the home style establishments they oftentimes just and i'm just speaking about dc because i know brooklyn is a whole different a whole different thing you know i mean i actually be in brooklyn um i'll be in new york because i go between harlem and brooklyn whenever i'm in new york um i'll be in new york this coming weekend but um, the whole world, you you part Caribbean. We're all going. It's a mess. So so see y'all, uh, <laughs> see y'all this weekend. So um, but nonetheless um, I know you know, out your chances of finding a bad spot are are much greater or a mediocre spot much greater when you're outside of a place that doesn't have a large yep. a large no, collective. There's, there's no, no and so I think check. and so I think here it's just like we here we gonna open a business. People gonna come. And that's, they just do the bare minimum. And I'm just like, this is really making me sad. I went to a place yesterday. I'm not going to name the place. But, um, so I, cold in the shade. I, I, asked, I asked for pepper sauce. The lady said, oh, you want hot sauce? I'm just like, you heard me say pepper lady. You know what this woman gives me? She gives me, Ritz. Ma- she gives me Matooks Calypso sauce. 
And that's I, not even the hot one because Matooks makes a pepper sauce. No, I know. I know all the Matooks flavors. The problem is she gave me the one with the sugar in it, the Calypso yeah, sauce. I was like, I, when she pulled up there, I was like, nah, that's Calypso. I know it is. I tell you, like, it's Calypso sauce. Like, why is she going to do this to me? Like, I, I asked for pepper sauce because I know what I'm talking about. And I like pepper sauce a lot. Like, I don't care if it's Scotch Bonnet, Habanero, whatever. Give me the heat. You know what I mean? But, um, you know, I I, I want to check out this place, Kaisa. Like I said, I, I, I'm someone just tell me she's definitely focused on the flavors. Well, I'm hoping that she is, and that I'm really sad about that pepper sauce yeah. and, and bad food experience. Yeah. So you know, I'm I'm pretty much down to the point where it's like unless it was something made in somebody's kitchen, you over it, or I'm I'm not, or I'm in that country, I ain't, I'm I'm not doing it because I'm just like, man, you playing yourself. You know what I mean? But I got some ideas. I got some ideas. So stay tuned for that. So, Shamika, please tell people where they can find you. You can find myself and Soka Tribe, uh, and that's Soka with a K, S-O-K-A-T-R-I-B-E, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Don't go to the snap. Um, <laughs> please visit our website, uh, www.sokatribe.com, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can check out some of the stuff that we've done and keep up to date on the latest word all right well that's a wrap thank you shamika thank you thanks for listening to this program on full service radio broadcasting and recording from the line hotel in adams morgan washington dc full service radio programming can be accessed live and archived on fullserviceradio.org our talk programming is available on most podcast apps like iTunes and Stitcher, and our DJ sets are available on Mixcloud.com slash Full Service Radio. Full Service Radio features over 30 weekly shows and over 50 local hosts covering every topic imaginable. If you want to be a guest or get involved, email us at info at fullserviceradio.org. Follow us on Twitter at Full Service RDO on Instagram and Facebook at Full Service Radio. Thanks for listening.